your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM, otherwise known as the beginning. This is the pregame for the upcoming NBA season. We're going to do Milwaukee Bucks talk all show. No, I'm just kidding. I am very tempted, though. I am very tempted. We're actually going to be talking with the two people that are running what is called Hatchery LLC. And we're going to talk about that Fish Labs, Fish Hatchery. I'm not really sure which we're supposed to call it, Fish Hatchery or Fish Labs. I can't remember. Brad Williams in the newsroom at one point in time had the correct naming of that building, that historic building on the north end of Riverside Park that's going to be uh, converted here. We've we've changed the zoning, and now you know we have to approve a plan for Fish Hatchery or Hatchery LLC. So Tiffany Smith and Marty Wallace are going to join me on the phone here in a couple of minutes. Um, I got a. I don't even know if we can get to all the things that I want to talk to them about. Uh, you know, putting a hatch baby out front. Maybe uh, I talked to Charlie Barons, the comedian, the the Manitowoc Minute guy about the fish hatchery. So I've got some clips to play for them. What Charlie Barons had to say about the fish hatchery building. Uh, being an outdoors guy, you can only imagine if you didn't hear that conversation. It is on wisdomnews.com if you want to listen under podcasts. Uh, talk to Dan Tersoni with the Parks Department. He said the facility there, the, the city is is in the in the midst of a $500,000 renovation and uh, just kind of doing basic maintenance to the building. And then after that, I believe the city is going to do another $500,000 of renovation um, other, a little bit more advanced basic maintenance, advanced maintenance, but still, you know, b- b- uh, normalizing the building to make it useful for whatever entity ends up being there, whether it's Hatchery LLC or somebody else. Maybe somebody else takes it over. Maybe the uh, city council at some point doesn't like Hatchery LLC's plan for the fish hatchery, the fish labs building. Uh, but we'll talk to him, and we'll, we, you could decide for yourself whether you like the, the plan there. Um, I think the, the general idea is that we're going to uh, have rock concerts there, um, Stone Temple Pilots, Pearl Jam. I guess Stone Temple Pilots probably one. Uh, Dave Matthews Band. We're just going to be loud, rambunctious. Uh, basically, Oktoberfest parties, Oktoberfest-like parties every weekend. It's going to be loud, um, just beer cans everywhere every weekend. I, th- I think that's the big plan there, is is and that's why uh, the uh, there's so much opposition from the neighbors there, because it's just going to be rock concerts and Oktoberfest like parties every, maybe not even every weekend, a, a, a college weekend. So starting Wednesday night is when those parties would start. And Thursday night would be, you know, really getting going. Wednesday, you kind of ease into it, maybe a couple of beers. Thursday, you know, uh, you really, you do the all-you-can-drink parties. And then Friday and Saturday is off the cuff. And then Sunday, you kind of tone it down with maybe just a small concert. and and uh, But maybe just watch football games out there and, 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 you know, be loud and rambunctious. I think that's the plan. No, not at all. And that's why I'm having them on. So we're going to actually get the actual plan. This is me all being an idiot. Um, but yeah, it is interesting that the city is dropping a million dollars into that building. And then 
it sounds like they're going to drop at least a million dollars into that building, uh, you know, to to get it to where they want. So we're going to normalize the building for every day, just for some you know some business to be able to come in and and then kind of add to that. Uh, so we're going to throw two million bucks into this building when it's all said and done. At least two million. I, I think they, I think the their plan. Just talking to him earlier, just shooting emails back and forth. Is their plan was at least a million. So. Uh, it would be funny if they didn't drop a million uh, any money at all. They just painted the walls, put up a couple of of like cheap pieces of art that you get at at the at maybe at Goodwill, and just said, "Here we go, beer garden. Here we go, wedding venue. We'll put some fake flowers in here." I mean, when you do have a wedding venue, doesn't don't the people that that have the wedding usually bring in a lot of their own decorations? So maybe you keep it normal. Now bring it up. Maybe that's uh maybe that's a good idea for them. They don't even have to put. It. I mean, we'll see if the and we'll see if the city is going to maybe uh, just force them, force them to put in at least a million dollars in in their own updates, something like that. But what's interesting is they're not they're not buying the building either. So you know when you when you talk about somebody putting a million dollars worth of updates into a building that they're going to use as a business, they're renting this thing. So think about it like you're you're renting your apartment and you you put. You know, whatever you're paying a grand a month. I don't even know if a grand is enough for rent these days in in somewhere. Uh, but then you're putting these updates in your apartment. You know, twenty thousand dollars worth of updates in your rental unit, and then a year later you have to move out or something. So I don't know. It seems like a, a lot, a lot of a uh, lot of input there. So um, all right, I think uh, I'll get out of here. So Brad can do the news, and then I can bring on. Uh, Tiffany Smith and Marty Wallace of Hatchery LLC, and we could talk about this plan. I've got so many notes, and I got to get these Charlie Barron's clips, and uh, we got to bring up the bats. I wonder if they're still having bat problems in that building. I think when Riverside, uh, when uh, Explore Lacrosse had it, they they had bat problems, and problems in that bats aren't really a big problem. They're just you end up with a bat in your house. Bats in general. Good, good for the environment. So I'm pro bat. You should be too. All right, we'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line because I got I got two people on one phone, Tiffany Smith and Marty Walliser of Hatchery LLC. So if anyone wants to text, they got questions about what their plan is, or or maybe maybe you guys can shoot me some ideas on the text line, 608-785-7914. Um, what we should do with the the fish labs or fish hatchery building on the north end of Riverside Park, we're going to talk to Tiffany and Marty about what their plans are. Um, how did this? I guess Tiffany, Marty, how did this start? Like, do you, like do you hear this? Hey, there's this building on the north end of Riverside Park. We should get in there and and do something with it. I don't I don't understand how it comes about. Can you can you explain that? Yeah, I mean, it just came about. We saw the RFP go out and. Um, Tiffany has her background in historical preservation, and I have my uh, background in um, just general real estate and property management. And uh, we thought it would be a cool, cool place to renovate and um, um, modernize it for the whole city to use. So, all right, I'll get to I'll get to my my comments from comedian Charlie Barons on what he thinks his plan should be. But yeah, if anyone wants to text in what their plans are. But let's just go what your plans are. What is the general 
plan for, and I don't think people understand, is there's actually two buildings, right? So there's two buildings to kind of play with, and then what's the plan for these buildings? Yeah, there's actually the main building, and there's actually a garage also. So we pretty much um, are planning to use the fish hatchery building to fuel um, the love of, for love of all things lacrosse. Um, as most of us have seen, we've pretty much all watched that building be um, mostly underutilized and inaccessible to the public for years. Uh, when the city looked to repurpose it, we saw the potential to revitalize it to historically accurate and allow community members, businesses, nonprofits, organizations to host a multitude of events, um, smaller than 100 people, um, the way to, to boost our love for lacrosse. Um, for people to be able to rent it to um, use it for anything. There's no, there's no specific use for the building. You can um, host anything there. Um, it's just a rentable, multi-use um, community space that, for anybody. Uh, we envision pop-up shops, boutiques, art shows, educational events, life celebrations, uh, community forums, fundraisers. Um, we hope to replace the crumbling seven-car parking lot uh, in front of the garage and renovate that to a um, kind of a, a lounge patio um, for people to hang out. What about, and, uh, Marty, what about gender reveal parties? We see these gender reveal parties go real bad. I don't know if we want any of those. <laughs> <at the point. laughs> if someone wants to have a gender reveal party, they can go right ahead. Now, um, when you say you want to make it historically accurate, it used to be a fish labs. I don't exactly know what a fish labs building was, but uh, you know, are you gonna just are we gonna be cleaning fish in there too as well? Historically accurate, we got to keep keep the uh, the the dream alive of do, of working with fish in there. Then, right? That'd be weird for a wedding venue with also with fish. Yeah, you got to bring your fishing pole to a wedding. No, <laughs> uh, we we actually the the upstairs will keep it to the fish hatchery um, historically accurate because it used to be in the 1920s used as housing for the people that would come down from Kelmer, Iowa to rescue the fish out of the marsh. marsh. So that's why we want to uh, historically accurate um, reconvert the upstairs into short-term housing as a and b for which people can stay in. And then the garage um, will also make a lounge and where people can grab a drink and um, uh, enjoy Riverside Park. Yeah, this was the conversation. I'll, I'll play these clips. Charlie Barron's, he, the Manitowoc Minute guy, the the, the com- comedian. He's kind of get, he's getting pretty popular. Clearly, he's a uh, popular in the Midwest. But I did ask him about the, the fish hatchery, and you guys haven't heard these yet. Um, I'll just play the, cl- the the three clips. There. They're real short. Here's the, here's Charlie Barron's when I asked him about you know, hey, we have this fish hatchery. You know, I think I think you guys are trying to pull one pull a fast one on us. Hey, we, we we're gonna. We're going to allow drinking of beers here, but uh, it's it's supposed to be a fish hatchery. Here's Charlie Barron's. I should turn the volume up. Here we go. Okay, now try again, Rick. I don't see why you can't have both. You know, I don't see why you can't have a, a healthy fish hatchery. Again, if that's the best thing, uh, you know, for the environment and the wedding venue. Now, are we doing wedding venues? You said we can have all kinds of things. People just think it's going to be a wedding venue, but it's going to be pretty general, right? Like you could, you, you, it doesn't just have to be weddings there, right? No, absolutely. We're we're definitely looking forward to hosting all different types of events there. Similar to really what we've used as a way to explain it is there's a lot of pavilions in this city and other cities, and people can rent those for just about anything they want. Um, so, so we could consider this. Very similar, similar to that. 
Yeah, and here's a here's another one. If we're gonna do wedding venues, here's Charlie Barron's on 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 an, another take and on if his. You don't want to get on another take on his uh, uh the fish hatchery slash wedding venue. And if you don't want to get married with the smell of some fish, I mean, honestly, what an appropriate place to get married. <laughs> and then one more. I'm just going to get them all out of the way. Here's the last one I got from Charlie Barron's. You know, if I'm being a little naughty, I might think about bringing my fishing pole to the fish hatchery, but I know that that's probably inappropriate. I, I know that's probably going to get me into trouble. You know, it's tempting. Now, uh, you could you could play this out to make this kind of like a hick wedding venue, guys. You could you could make it, I don't know, a lot of camouflage and a lot of like that. Don't they have like a singing bluegill that people, you walk by it and just start singing songs? Uh, I can't remember if that's from like the movie Great Outdoors or something. Uh, you could really hick this out and then uh, it would just be, that, but that might be, that might be, you know, typecasting the building too much, right? Yeah, I don't think that's exactly what or the vibe we're going for. No, you're gonna you're gonna try to class it up a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we're speaking with Tiffany Smith, Marty Wallace of the Hatchery LLC. So I, I believe I don't know. Are there rules here? Because I talked to earlier in the show about the city as as kind of like basic updating everything. They're putting a half million dollars into the interior. I think phase two next year will be another half million dollars into. Um, the exterior and maybe even mechanicals, stuff like that. I don't know what that means. I don't know if they're going to put a mechanical garage door in there or something. I, I just got the, ter- uh, the term mechanicals, whatever that means. Um, so they're putting, the city's going to put a million dollars into this building. Do they? Ma- are they making you match an offer? Have we even discussed that? Um, because you guys have, have talked, I believe, about putting about a million dollars worth of your money into this building. That's going to be a rental for you, so that's kind of a risk. For sure. We'll never actually own the building, so everything we put into the building is essentially, once we put it in, is the city's property. So if we fail and we put another million dollars into it, the city gets a fully renovated building, and um, there's it's a win-win for the city. And if we succeed, it's a win-win for us. So now, um, yeah, because if you put one of those singing fishes on the wall in there, that that belongs then to the city, right? You don't get to take that out when you move out. Is that true? Yep, they'll have to have the singing fish. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess uh, you know what kind of things uh, you know getting getting a million dollars worth of things into. I don't know. That just seems a little bit scary. If I was if I was going to under undertake that uh, you know plan. Yeah, I think it just shows our level of commitment to the, the lacrosse and being both born and raised here. We know lacrosse. We love lacrosse, and we think it's a great opportunity um, to really showcase lacrosse. So I think it's worth the risk and um, worth showcasing lacrosse to everybody. Now you said uh, you said Tiffany's got kind of a background in uh, historic buildings. I don't I don't exactly know. Maybe restoring historic buildings or just have an interest in them. And then you guys have you done any projects similar to this, or or is this kind of a new endeavor for you? Yeah, you know I started about. 10 years ago and driving by this house that was crumbling and decided to take a chance on it, um, submitted an offer on it. It was almost unforeseen, you know, I couldn't really see it. It was bank owned, bank down, down south. And I just, I didn't want to see the building sitting there vacant. So bought it, fixed it. And since then, I think I've done 10, 10 houses lately. Um, and really it just became my passion. I love, love the historic properties, love, um, working to find materials that were accurate to the historic um, time of when houses were built 
and and I've just really learned to love it. And so when Marty asked me um, about, hey, do you, do you want to team up? Do you, do you want to put a proposal in for this? Should we should we give it a shot? I mean, it, it took me literally less than one six second to decide I was all in the minute I heard it was a historic building. And especially in Riverside Park, I mean, this is a very important building, a very important project. Our com- community loves um, Riverside Park. And so we want to make sure that we, we do this right and, and make the community proud of, of what we do with it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a maybe one of the cooler places. Lacrosse La is kind of a weird place because I, I I would say that there aren't a whole lot of great. Uh, we're not taking the greatest advantage of the riverfront. I think Kentucky Fried Chicken has one of the best uh, riverfront properties in in all of Lacrosse. And then you know if you go south of the city, there's just like a there's a wastewater management wastewater treatment plant. On obviously you got to have that by the river. I would imagine. Um, but then it's just like a, a, an Isle of Plume is is a park, but next to a wastewater treatment plant. And then there's a dog park that used to be on top of a landfill where glass is always seeping up. Um, if you just keep going, eventually there's houses and that's great. But yeah, there's not always, uh, we're not always taking advantage. Um, do you guys see any like great way to take advantage? Obviously there's a view, but any great way of taking advantage of the Riverside? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that we we did a lot of homework during our proposal phase, and we looked to best practices all over. So, I mean, you can look at Madison. They have Albrecht Park, and that's on Lake Monona, and it's adjacent to Botanical Gardens. You have, you know, Memorial Union Terrace. Up in the Twin Cities, there's a lakeside pavilion at Como Park. And really, we in all of these cities, Milwaukee, I mean, I think has over 131 rentable spaces in their city um, several of them on the water, and all of them are being voted, you know, city's best. So that, you know, that's an indicator to us that, that community members are really enjoying things, specifically spaces that they, you know, can can have, have a view, and other businesses have done this wonderfully. I mean, Waterfront Patio is awesome. Four Sisters is awesome. They're always full, so it seems like this is a need that, community members want and something that we're hoping to do to meet that need when you when you talk about having you know the the basic plan here i think when everyone just there's going to be wedding venues there but you're going to have you're going to be able to have uh different things on the weekend that people can rent this building out for right that's kind of the general idea yep you can use it for anything i mean if people want to have educational events there they can have literally the sky's the limit i mean there's anything um, whoever wants to have anything there, it's all possible. What Not about one single use? What about having Dave Matthews play there? <laughs> yes, please. Maybe yeah. we'll may- say yes, please. But I think they'll keep that to the the, the brand new the brand band shell. Thing. Yeah, the band shell. And also, if Dave Matthews is going to play there, probably just do an acoustic thing, right? Like, well, it'll be kind of low key. I mean, because some of the mis- and we'll get into the misconceptions here after the break, but. You know, some of the misconceptions is that we're just going to have college kids partying and throwing beer bottles and, and beer cans everywhere, and it's just going to be. Uh, I don't know. Is, do you feel like that some of the, some of the, that's what some people think? It's just going to be Oktoberfest at the the fish labs every weekend. Is that kind of is that what you think a little bit? I mean, I think I think there's a couple people out there that think that, um, and I think a lot of people don't believe that's what it's going to be, and, and they're really excited for it. Um, you know, I, I've never been to an outdoor patio that, that's been like that. Um, a lot of times you'll see families there 
you'll see um, parents coming back to visit maybe with their college kids um, and they're gathering as a family. I, I don't see it as specifically a crazy college hangout not at all yeah uh we're talking with tiffany smith and marty wallace sir of the hatchery llc they're they're the people that are trying to trying to convince the city trying to convince then the city council of approving their plan for uh, a multi-use facility at that fish labs building and maybe maybe even a, a gut cleaning fish room up there so we can keep it historically accurate i don't know maybe that's not even historically accurate um but we're going to continue this conversation when we come back scott's comment coming up brad doing the news we'll be back after this all right that's enough brick house played that as a joke 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Tiffany Smith and Marty Walliser of the Hatchery LLC on the phone with me talking about the plan in Riverside Park. And that took so long, you guys, because I, I flipped my headphones up to talk to you on the phone and then I dropped them on the ground and then they broke. So I had to run and get new headphones. <laughs> so <laughs> I had like a mini, you know, when you, when you lock your car and then you walk away and you have that mini heart attack because you think you locked your keys in your car. That's what just happened to me. So... <laughs> that many, oh no, how am I going to hear these people on the phone if my headphones aren't working? I'm not going to hold the, the thing to my ear the whole time. But anyway, we were talking about the Fish Labs building. I don't know. Do you guys know what the official, because somebody told me the official term for that building might have been Fish Labs. That would change your whole trajectory. You'd have to call this Labs LLC, which would you know be really kind of a weird name. Yeah, um, <laughs> we've heard a little bit of everything, but... Um... We'll stick to Hatchery LLC, and people, um, the building can still be called the Fish Labs, if um, indeed is what it is. So, um, it sounds like they're, you know, it sounds like they're doing, you know, weird, like like Wolverine is in the basement getting antiman, what is it, antimanium that metal put in? I can't, I can't pronounce it anymore. Uh, they're doing, you know, it's a laboratory and they're doing experiments in the basement in there. I don't know. Is there a basement to that building? Probably not because it's next to the river. We, or we could have like a weird haunted things going on on Halloween. I think there was actually at one point. I've heard that they there was and they filled it in. So Yeah, that would definitely make sense. Um, uh, one more time. Let's just set this up again. Can you just, can you break down, you know, the fish labs building, the fish hatchery, I should say hatchery, because you guys are called hatchery, LLC, um, on the north end of Riverside Park. Just one more real quick, because you, you, the, 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 the broad idea that you're hoping the city council will approve for your guys' plan for that building. Yeah, sure. So really, there's three spaces that, well, four that we're really talking about. Um, there's in the main model of the main building, we're hoping to turn it into a multi-use space for anyone in the community to use. Above that, um, because the building is historic, we can't put an elevator in. Um, it's not ADA compliant. So really the space on the second floor is limited. So as Marty said earlier, we're going to um, turn that back into a, a single unit bed and breakfast, which which is what it used to be um, back in 1926. And then there's a parking lot and a garage. And so the parking lot, we're really hoping to turn into an outdoor um, patio and the garage will complement that. We're hoping to have some um, rotating food trucks, some local vendors out there. Um, and, and really those are the four spaces that we're, we're hoping to convert. Now there's, a, there's what's called the International Garden out there. 
Um, you know, I, I wanted to bring up uh, whether or not you be opposed to having Hatch Baby out front of your your wedding venue, your your uh, events venue. I shouldn't say wedding. Uh, but but before we get into that, Hatch Baby is uh, created by Wolfgang Auer, a German artist. He does have a piece of art. I think it's a clock or a compass out in the International Gardens. Is the International Gardens going to remain? Because my dog likes to lay in the ponds out there. My golden retriever, Millie, when we walk through there, she just likes to lay in those the unique water, whatever you want, you know, pieces of art where that water runs through whatever the waterfall she just likes the layout there so we got i want to make sure that that is going to remain because she you know she gets hot on summer during them walks no the, the international gardens will remain the same or maybe even um maybe a, even addition to them uh we hope to, uh, um our outdoor patio we hope to compliment and um hopefully have them help us design our outdoor patio to match the feel of the gardens and maybe possibly add another sister city within our outdoor patio to, um, complement them. So, yeah, you could have international gardens and, you know, it's October, maybe adjacent to the international gardens. We have the hatchery LLC pumpkin patch or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. know, I think that that's a good idea, Rick, though. I think we should, um, we should think about our four legged friends and maybe we can get a, a pet, fountain out there at least have some yeah some some water bowls for our pets and the walkers of their pets oh yeah there's definitely bars where i play volleyball at where we have like you know we we do they set aside water bowls (laughs) next to the hose where we all wash the sand off our feet uh, and then, uh, you know, fill the dog bowls up with water. Somebody texted me, Johnny texted in and said, You're, this seems like an obvious one, but I'll just ask it. Are you going to have a liquor license? Because you, it, when I say beer garden, that's essentially you're not growing beer, you're serving beer, right? So you're going to have to have a liquor license, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's city ordinance and it would be illegal if we didn't. Yeah, right. Um, I do have a caller calling uh, calling in. I know uh, Kent... Kent likes, uh, I don't know if he's going to renovate anymore the defunct Burger King on the north side. He he claims that he's the north side mayor of La Crosse working out of that Burger King. But Kent's calling in. Kent, you got a question for um, for Marty and Tiffany? Rick, I do. I want to give kudos to Tiffany and her partner there. You know, they're at least turning that building into something productive. Um, and they're putting a lot of effort into it. I know Tiffany stated she's been renovating properties and not seeing them go to waste and flipping stuff and doing stuff. That's all we need in lacrosse. You know, we don't need all this bureaucratic junk, you know. So I just want to give them both kudos. I know people, some don't agree, but I'm on their side, buddy. Yeah, now when when they get the fish hatchery all fixed up, you know, what about coming to that Burger King and, and getting it into a proper mayor's office? I know you're still using the ice cream machine there quite a bit. I I keep my beer in the ice cream machine. It keeps it cool, <laughs> and it's free rent. So maybe they can come over to the north side. That could be another bread and breakfast or whatever. You Bur- know, Burger King bread and, be- <laughs> bread and breakfast. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Kent, for the call. Um, yeah, so let's talk about this. So Kent, you know, he sounds like he's on board with this. Uh, I think the general the general notion is that nobody wants you guys to come in and and turn this into some kind of events venue because if you if you pay attention to the uh, the fake news media here at Wisdom, we like to we like to to listen to the people in opposition because I think it's just more interesting 
you know, Kent calls in. He's like, hey, I'm all for it. Okay, Kent, we're going to hang up on you because that's no no fun. But if somebody called in and said and just went on this rampage about how you guys are doing, and this is, you know, I don't know if rampage is the proper word, but at some city council meetings and some of these public sessions, you've been accused of doing back backdoor backroom deals with, I don't know, the parks department uh, and making some kind of deal. Uh, the the nefarious plans that you guys have for <laughs> renovating a fish hatchery. So the general consensus here, I think maybe that people think is that there's more opposition to this thing than there is, uh, you know, for than than there is people for it. Yeah, I always get a kick out of that backdoor deal. Um, we are really not the change the cause of the change of the building. We're just the one of the few that really proposed um, the ideas to the city when they asked for proposals. And when you look at the number, it's just on the, um, the last Legistar documents, there's 31 negative, negative letters, but then there's 43 positive letters. And there's a petition with 61 negative, and then there's a petition with 157 for it. So, I mean, um, numbers don't lie, and... Even in most things, it's always harder. The negative voice is usually even louder than the positive, but in this case, the positive is being louder, which is great. Yeah, it sounds like there's, you know, if there's, and and when when you when you say 31 people sent letters in opposition, and I think you said what 43 in favor. I mean, we're talking less than 100 people. Maybe maybe there's like 300 people that are commenting whether it's a petition on changes.org or uh, a letter sign that goes to the city council, you know, as part of the city council meeting last week. Um, but the, the general idea here, th- less, maybe 200 people in favor or against the, the thing is, is definitely, I don't think enough public opinion to sway this one way or the other either. It's hard to, it's hard to, you know what, these 30 people that live across the road from this uh, fish hatchery don't want it here. So, you know, we're not going to do it. It seems weird because uh, it's in a park. So that was always the the other thing too, is um, if it's going to be too loud and, and too, you know, I, it, it doesn't make any sense to me because a Oktoberfest grounds are there. B the, uh, the band shell is there. Uh, and the, you know, the, the, the big boats come in. So there's, uh, there's always stuff going on in that park. Why not add to it? Yeah. And I mean, everything with this, um, the space is everything follows the park hours, um, follow city ordinances. All these things are already in place to prevent like things, bad things to happen. So if you want to call, so, I mean, there's really, um, I don't see what, problems with yeah that. i mean and and the late night comments like oh it's going to be all night well an outdoor patio's last call is 9 p.m and everyone is out by 10 p.m and and those are just ordinances um from the wisconsin statutes so those are already put in place we we can't do anything outside of those hours yeah and if there's going to be a you know a kiss concert that happens in lacrosse it's probably not going to be at your little beer garden it'll probably happen on the other side of the park at the lacrosse center exactly so i guess maybe they're maybe they're in opposition to renovating the, the or having the lacrosse center hold venues there too it just seems if this thing you know marty and, and tiffany if you were trying to do this in the middle of a neighborhood uh, where where it was just you know single family homes people owned and you tried to put something in here a I'm I'm still not sure that people would be in opposition to it but I would have a little bit more conscience about it because 
you know, okay, now you're trying to put something that's, you know, going to, you know, create more of a parking situation might be a little louder in the e- late, late, you know, into the evenings a little bit and uh, isn't kind of along the lines of, of, of a, a couple of blocks worth of single family homes, but that's not the case here. Correct. It's, um, it's a park, it's parks for everybody and you want to make the space usable for everybody. So, uh, 608-785-7914 is the text line. I know a couple of you are calling, but uh, you'll have to text me. So if you're listening to this, we're talking with Tiffany Smith and Marty Walliser of the Hatchery. Um, yeah, and, and at the city council meeting, I know Mark Newman, one of the council members, uh, you know, he, t- he brought up how it was kind of disheartening to hear people accuse you guys of making backroom backdoor deal or backroom. I always say backdoor for some reason, backroom deals with whatever. I don't even know, like the mayor or the parks department or, or whatever. It just seems uh, the, uh, the accusations are, aren't founded. Um, but he says, you know, he, he did, he was real with the, the council too. He said, you know, we're, we're, we're working, you know, with what we have, we're taking this a step at a time. Uh, you know, it might not be perfect, but we're going to, you know, come to a consensus uh, on what to do. Uh, how how confident are you guys that the council will approve your plan? I think I feel we feel, feel pretty great. I mean, I think we know in our hearts that it's for the greater good of the city of Lacrosse, and um, we. I personally think that I think everybody will be able to enjoy it. Um, so the little noise that we have that like to make those accusations, um, I think it's just something you kind of got to ignore and like um, try to. As long as you know what's best in your heart, I think it's um, um, what we need. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we've had public input sessions, and Marty and I have read through every letter. We have met with every person or group that has wanted to meet with us. We've requested meetings to gather feedback um, from a lot of a, a lot of people that we feel would be um, could we could partner with or. We've had lots of conversations, and I think the other piece of it is a lot of the letters in opposition have said things like, we would love to see, you know, a small coffee shop, or we would love to be able to get um, a beverage or a bite to eat if we're taking our family for a walk. So I would say about half of those letters in there, they're opposed to it, and, and then they go on to say, this is what I would like to see. And if they could just see the proposal that we submitted, um, we're actually proposing exactly what they are asking and what they are wanting to see there. So, so that makes me feel good. And I think a bunch of the people that were against it, once, once they hear what we're proposing, once they see it, they're like, oh, I, I didn't realize that's what it was. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Is that our so, fault? Is that our fault a little bit because we're saying events venue and, and we're missing, are we missing something there in the media that we, we, we say a wedding venue or an events venue and, and we're missing something there where, where, yeah, you will be able to get a sandwich or some coffee or, or stop in and grab something to go while you walk through Riverside? I mean, there's nothing really missing there. It's just an open vendor space. So whatever vendor wants to, that thinks it's in their best interest to be able to sell there, anybody, like I said, anybody can, this is all just going to be usable space for whether it's events or vendors. It's all everything's on the table for to do whatever. You know, and I don't, I don't think um, there's some buzzwords out there, but really we listened in those public input sessions. So we have modified our, our plans and our proposal a little bit. You know, there was a gentleman that came and spoke and said, hey, you know, one thing that you would consider in that, you know, in the lodging is 
could you offer free lodging to guests of the city? Um, so anyone that would be culture, culturally important, any artist, musician that we could bring in, that we would, we as the city of lacrosse, um, would want to host, could we do that? So we really listen to those things and that's, that's already now, um, we're, we're talking about that. And, and if this goes forward, let's get that in the lease. Yeah, we will agree to that. So it has continuously evolved. Um, it, it's really, I would say, close to our initial proposal with the additions that we've heard from input sessions. I think people. I think if Joe Biden wants to come visit and stay at the fish hatchery, he can pay he can pay the fee. <laughs> as long as he takes care of the, the security fee. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh God, don't even start. Um, there there has been a bat problem in that building. Have we taken care of the bats? I guess if we're renovating that building, the the bat problem. I hopefully we we humanely took the bats to uh, a different home. Yeah, I haven't seen any bats yet. I heard there's a, from the garden people. There's a family of raccoons that like to live in the garage. But. Oh, good. Well, that's fine. I mean, they'll take care of the garbage for you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna hire them. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else that that I'm I'm leaving out? I don't I don't uh, I don't know where else. I, I think I hit everything on my notes. I made sure I played my Charlie Barron's quotes. That was important to me. Uh, the the for the record, if we do have whatever event that we have, it won't. It probably won't smell like fish when when we're having the event, right? I sure hope not. No. Sure. All right. Tiffany Smith, Marty Wallacer of Hatchery LLC. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks a lot, man. And woman. Thanks Thank for having you. us. All right. See you later. Uh, all right. I think, uh, I think we covered everything there. It was a good conversation. Um, yeah, there is, there is petitions out there if you're for or against this thing. There's about 200 people on one or the other. I don't know if the – I can't find the opposition petition. I know there was – it was in in the some of that was in the council agenda. It was one of the fifty PDFs you had to download. But um, all right, one more quick break. We'll wrap up. If you want to call now and get your opinion, you can talk to me. Feel free to do that. All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. Just a couple of minutes here, wrapping up. Do have a couple of calls. Uh, Steve is calling in. He was wondering. Uh, he had some questions about that fish hatchery plan on the north end of Riverside Park. Steve, go ahead. You're on the air, man. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Uh, my bigger question is, is uh, since when does a city, any municipality, get into real estate? Um, it seems like the city of La Crosse owns a lot of real prime real estate on the river and stuff like that, and they're renting it. I mean, I thought I thought municipalities were supposed to be not for profit, um, just basically taxpayers uh, sustaining the. the to keep things going. Yeah, I think... I'm just kind of curious. Why all of a sudden, like, Pettibone Resort, Municipal Boat Harbor, uh, the campground, I know they own the campground, they're leasing that out. Just kind of curious. Well, I think with the fish hatchery, it's at one point it was a fish hatchery, right? Like, it was a state-owned building by, I believe, the I would, I, I would guess the DNR, so that, you know, at some point, maybe the state or the city had already... They owned it, right? They ran a... They ran whatever they do in a fish labs building back in the 1920s. So then, and now it's a historic building. So uh, the idea of, of selling such a thing, then you lose control of keeping it a historic building. And uh, does that make sense? Well, it does. But I mean, there's a lot of historic buildings in La Crosse that are privately owned. That's still in the historic society. I'm just kind of curious. I just, I, I just think that the, 
city of lacrosse especially seems like they seem to have a lot of fingers and a lot of their fingers into real estate and renting stuff and a lot of it's prime property that maybe some developer could actually do something i mean i mean you know what i'm saying it just seems to me that the taxpayers are footing the bill for um for all this and I just don't think that the municipality should be into real estate rentals and stuff like that. I mean, they should probably uh, think about selling that stuff and and having private owners come in and develop it. All right, thanks for thanks for the call, Steve. Um, okay, so the the city sells the hatchery, and then um, and then that group then does whatever it wants with the building. I think is maybe the maybe the argument there, at least if the city keeps the thing that's adjacent to Riverside Park, which is prime property. I mean, if they could sell it for $100 million, maybe they do that. But at this point, they're they're getting a group that's going to rent the building and put in a million dollars. It seems like a good plan. Uh, Eric, I don't have time for you. I'm sorry. I got I, I ran out of time. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, with uh, I, yeah, I just think it's a little bit of a control, and then they, they have the option of do, to do what they want and to benefit the city. The lacrosse center being another example. If they don't have the lacrosse center, maybe there isn't a lacrosse center, and then you don't have any reason to bring stuff into the city like that. Uh, that's all the time I got for today. Thanks, everybody, for listening.